This is Inner Healing Paths podcast. Here we discuss the healing of the mind, body, soul, and spirit through a variety of different paths. We have emotional and spiritually minded conversations centering on ancestral healing, psychology, astrology, yoga, meditation, magic, and indigenous spiritual practices of the world. I am your host, Rosa Shetty, and I am so happy you are here. Welcome. back to another episode of Inner Healing Paths. I am your host, Rosa Shetty, and this episode is with Dr. Eric and Dr. Cassie Walls. They are a husband and wife team. They are both doctors in physical therapy, and this specialize in healing, not just physically, but helping you heal through the body. Their goal is to get to the root cause of pain and dis-ease, and they focus on a holistic, very personalized approach. Uh, they believe that each body has its own unique ecosystem. And in this episode, we talk a lot about the specific protocols that they use, how they work through the body to help folks recover from trauma, how the body stores some of the trauma. We also talk about postpartum care and how that in and of itself can be a trauma to the body. And they go into how physical therapy can help uh, heal some of those um, effects uh, that the body holds on to. Um, so I am really, really excited for this interview. Uh, in the interview, you're going to hear me talk about my experience with, with Dr. Cassie. She is my physical therapist. I've been seeing her for a few months and it's just been amazing. I think I shared in my Instagram a few weeks ago that all this time after doing so much yoga and doing all this meditation and breath work, I, for the first time, learned how to breathe full breaths that are, that are not just part of deep breathing that, you know, as part of an exercise that you do when you sit down, but the type of breath that I should be taking all the time, you know, just throughout my day, every day, all day, this is how I should be breathing. And thanks to Dr. Cassie, I finally learned how to do that. It sounds so simple, but for me it was a huge, huge milestone towards my own personal healing and recovery. So again, very excited for you to listen to this episode and I hope you learn something that you can implement into your own life or perhaps even inspire you to pursue your own healing work. So without further ado, here's the interview with Dr. Eric and Cassie Walsh. Take a listen. Hi. Hello. Hello. Um, thank you so much for being here and for agreeing to do this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, no yeah, so for our listeners, can you can we start off with just sharing a little bit about your your practice, the work that you do? Just tell us about about each of you. Sure. Eric, yeah. Do you want to start? Uh, well, it's really changed a lot over the years. So we came out here in 2016 and started off working in outpatient for me and inpatient for her. And uh, after about a year and a half, I just decided that working in a traditional clinic space wasn't really what I wanted to do anymore. So I 
kind of moved away from there, did some home health for a good year. And then that transitioned me into opening up my own private practice. And so from there, uh, got into a lot of neurokinetic therapy, it's called. So that's a very specific muscle testing and just how everything's connected within the body. And that kind of guided me to a lot more of the how the nervous system is so interconnected with our pain and everything. So uh, at this point, I'm working on basically all five of the senses and how emotions and psychology is really related to the physiology. Yeah, and so I just find that it's, yeah, it's kind of at the, at the core of a lot of it, basically. Yeah, wonderful. What about uh, for you, Cassie? You know, how will you describe the work that you do or the, the yeah. work you offer? Um, I also do neurokinetic therapy as well. He got me into it after he he cruised through all three levels, probably faster than anyone ever has. Um, I'm only level two, but it has proven to just be very effective in getting to the root cause of people's dysfunction. And then I used to be really into like neurological disorders, but I've kind of switched and gone down the pelvic health route. So helping people with incontinence and postpartum, um, with pelvic organ prolapse, and currently going through training to become a doula. So we're like... <laughs> of all traits you yeah. have everything you need in one location <laughs> but it's all connected right it's all working with so the body yeah. and, and helping folks recover and heal with whatever it is that they're going through right it's yep. different, in different ways but it, i feel like it's all connected and and um and you know for our listeners you know that's how i met you cassie is through our, our friend our mutual friend right and then i started seeing you for for postpartum care Yep. And it's been wonderful. It's been a wonderful and very, very helpful. Um, Great to hear it. (laughs) So, you know, I'm really interested in learning more about um, neurokinetic therapy. Sorry. (laughs) NKT for short. Yeah, NKT. So can you guys tell us a little bit more about how that, you know, just how it works and how it's all connected to the body and the energy and our nervous system? Yeah, I, uh, I actually first discovered it on Instagram. I used, I still do just follow a lot of healthcare practitioners on Instagram. And uh, the guy's name is David Weinstock. He's uh, a he's, genius. He's a genius. He's a master. <laughs> and I've never heard of him. Yeah. Discovered this yeah. system that basically you can, you can specifically test muscles and it's mm-hmm. kind of along the lines of applied kinesiology actually. Um, but basically is a muscle on or is it off? There's really only on or off. And there, if there's an in-between, to me, that's off. I just consider that as disconnected. So um, the system, it's a three-part series. And the first level is all about just learning muscle testing and mm-hmm. learning how the body is connected, learning simple functional relationships, like how a, how a psoas, your hip flexor, is related to your QL, the the muscle in your back that a lot of times causes pain for people or how your neck flexors are very related to your neck extensors Mm -hmm. uh, or like how the right is related to the left. And so that's the first level. And then the second level is all about the different systems. And actually up on the wall behind (laughs) me is what I use every day in order to Mm -hmm. show just how connected the body is. 
Um, but the second level is all about learning those systems and learning how to test all the muscles in those systems so that you can figure out what has gone on with. You know, for, for, for folks that aren't familiar with muscle testing, just in general, yeah. how would you describe that? What, what, what is, what is that? You know, what is muscle testing? Good yeah. question. Yeah. Uh, so it's, first of all, there's lots of different forms of muscle testing. Like what we learn in school as physical therapists is a five grade muscle testing system. And uh, that's, it's more about strength. But what I've found through time is that people can cheat and they can hold their breath. Mm -hmm. They can look in a certain direction. They can clench their jaw. They can curl their toes, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do. Basically what I'm looking for during treatment sessions when I am muscle testing is I'm looking for those cheats because it's a lot of times what has created the dysfunctional patterns within their system. But so like a traditional manual muscle test that we would learn in PT school would be like, Eric, let me check your biceps and I'm going to pull as hard as I possibly can to see how strong you are. But what you might've noticed when I was doing NKT on you, it's very subtle. It's really light. It's just putting the muscle in its function. So does it do extension? Does it do flexion? Um, you're testing what the muscle does, but in an NKT perspective, you're checking to see if it's neurologically connected versus strength. And it's, it's kind of like, I just described it as like a, like an instantaneous response. If, if I feel, and it's something that you have to kind of hone in with practice, but if you feel that instant connection in the muscle test, mm -hmm. you don't even really need to push hard. You know that they already have that connection, but if you, if it feels a little soft, then I'm suspicious, basically. <laughs> How would you say that, uh, what, it, what would be the, the relationship or the connection? Well, before I, I I ask you that. So I, the, the way I got introduced to muscle testing was through Kundalini yoga. Uh, my teacher, they, he spent a lot of time showing us how to test. So I, I it sounds different than what you guys do, but there's that energy component, right? Or, or the, the body communicating. Yes. Giving you insight uh, that you wouldn't otherwise get, you know, through specific mm -hmm. Um, connection or intentional connection with that with that muscle or that part of your body yeah. um, so so how how would I don't know like how would you correlate the kind of what you do with the more of that yoga perspective that that I was introduced I don't I, I mean I don't know if if you guys have heard about that in, in kundalini I actually I haven't heard of muscle testing through kundalini which is exciting I I'm interested in I haven't done kundalini yet but it's definitely it's came up a lot in the last couple of months so I know it's coming uh but just like what you're saying is that's how every muscle is connected the the brain is connected to each one of the muscles through our nervous system mm -hmm. and the nervous system sends this impulse this energy to the muscle when we are asked to fire it and we're basically seeing how well is that energy connecting to that place? But I know a lot of like naturopaths and I've done it on myself to like um, a supplement. You can hold it to your body and test your muscle and see if it's strong. It means that your body likes it. If it's weak, it means your body not so much. So everything has a vibration in the universe. Yeah. And uh, I actually use for, for the smells and the, the taste, I can have someone hold like a jar of hand sanitizer and alcohol a lot of times is a big trigger for a lot of people. So just holding a bottle of hand sanitizer will flip 
the muscle function of things that are dysfunctional within the system. So if a muscle is testing weak, I can just have someone hold a bottle of alcohol and it'll immediately make them strong. And this is- And what would that mean? Like, would it mean like there's, that's an area that they need to work or maybe avoid alcohol? You know, like what- what, Good question. (laughs) So not avoid alcohol because the alcohol is, all it's showing is that it, it is going to help to turn on the whatever is off. And so I'm not like my prescription is a go home and drink alcohol, but um, <laughs> basically if you combine that sense with some of the reset work that I do, so finding out what the emotion is related to the, the weak muscle test as well, because emotions have vibrations just like everything else. And so like, if we have anger within us, anger can disrupt different muscle systems basically. And, uh, it has taken me five years to figure that out, but basically in the in-between, that was me honing in all of the neurokinetic therapy and just finding how different structures in your body can also hold that tension. So your organs, a lot of times like your liver is what holds anger, uh, just in kind of traditional Chinese medicine. Yeah, so interesting. And a lot of this yeah. stuff, it's, it's online. Like it's, it's been around for millennia and we all know about it, but we kind of forgot about it with Western medicine. And we've really just focused on, in my eyes, we've focused on more symptoms instead of causes. And so now I'm trying to just pull it back to let's find the cause because <laughs> then you don't even have to deal with the symptoms. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and uh, I, I noticed that it, on your website, you guys have something called emotional flips. Yeah. So I was wondering, you know, because of the, the work that I do and, you know, that this, the podcast is inner healing paths and we focus a lot on just healing from emotional wounds, emotional trauma. And, and so can you, can you guys talk a little bit more about how that, how, how your work helps in that, in that regard and helps heal some of these past emotional wounds or childhood trauma? I personally, because I work, you're the primary one. <laughs> I I work out at a uh, trauma healing center in in Malibu, and that is what has really turned me on to realizing just how how important addressing those root emotions are. And actually, I yeah. at this point in my career, I say that emotions are the source of everything. They're the source of all of your disease, all of your physical pains, truly. I know that's a very bold statement, but I, that's where I'm at. And, uh, my, my career has just shown me that basically, because I had a lot of people returning after I was just doing traditional body work, uh, with similar things. So like we'd make progress, but we would never fully get rid of it until I started addressing more of the emotional side of things. And the way that I found out how to do that was actually through the energy systems. So through chakras. Uh, So our body responds to color and we're basically like walking rainbows. If you, (laughs) I mean, how do you remember the colors of the rainbow? Roy G. Biv is how I learned it (laughs) in school. So red, orange, yellow, blue, indigo, violet. Uh, and that's basically the exact way that our chakra system is set up. So our root chakra, the very bottom, things related to our legs basically is red. And then we go up from there. Orange is your sacral center. Yellow is your solar plexus. So if you're getting a lot of stomach issues, indigestion, things like that, I'm going to be very interested in the yellow. If you're getting a lot of low back pain, uh, 
history with sexual abuse, I'm going to be looking at the sacral center, the orange center. If we're getting a lot of like kyphosis in the upper back and chest stiffness, difficulty breathing, history of asthma, I'm going to look at the green center for you. If we have problems with expressing, having a voice, I'm going to look at the blue center. Thyroid problems. Thyroid problems. Uh, indigo and violet are both kind of like head stuff. So if people are having constant migraines, headaches, I'm going to take a, a good look at how that purple center is working out there. And the energy systems, they, are, they have pairs. So you know how there's craniosacral therapy. Craniosacral therapy is just addressing the, the link between the crown chakra and the root chakra, the purple and the red. Just like uh, some people know that like neck pain is very related to low back pain. And that is going right along with the orange center and the blue center. So purple and red are together orange and blue are together, green and yellow are together. And once you can basically find the color that will turn on everybody's muscles, then you know that you need to dive into that chakra center to find the correct emotion, basically. Okay. A lot of times people think it's one emotion, but it's actually another one. <laughs> and, and then uh, we basically yeah. their body guides the treatment from there. How, how wonderful. And it sounds, um, I mean, just the way you describe it, it sounds like you, your, you guys' approach is very, very much combining the, the physical science, the physical therapy, which is very scientific research-based yeah. with, with um, the Eastern approach to healing, which there's, I'm sure over the years, there's been more and more research actually done in that regard. And I'm sure yeah. we're going to see more, but it sounds like you guys have really made an effort to combine these two to, to really get in, you know, get to the root of what is, what is triggering a particular situation mm -hmm. for a person. And then yeah. with, Cassie, Cassie, with the postpartum work that you do, how would you describe the, what the relationship that you, that you see with just, uh, I, I know, you know, just the, the emotional aspects of going through having oh, yeah. recovery and how does that manifest in the body aside of course from the physical labor you yeah. know physical aspect but just the emotional aspects of having it's a baby. trauma like yeah. it totally is a trauma it changes your entire body and I feel like a lot of birthing people just really aren't educated enough and prepared on it so they're kind of just thrown into it at the end and then you end up with all these symptoms are like a C-section, which is the second most uh, common surgery in the US, but there's no rehab protocol for it. So I end up seeing people years down the road with now they have chronic low back pain and they just can't figure out why. And that's put them into this like cycle of pain management seeking, pill taking, like sedentary lifestyle and it's all because they cut through seven layers of your abdominal muscles and your fascia and you didn't do anything about it because you didn't know. So like it can be very traumatic and pelvic floor tension can be really related to like jaw tension, low back pain, hip pain, breathing, problems. breathing problems, neck pain. So it's like, it's all so connected and it's such a it's almost like very taboo in 
in the United States, at least like nobody talks about this stuff. Like nobody really talks about like, Oh, I pee my pants when I cough or when I sneeze, but it's normal. I'm getting, but it's older. normal it's fine. just because it's common. Doesn't make it normal. Sorry. Yeah. It's not. So yeah, I think it, 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 for people, it can just really destroy your life if there's not education on it. And it just creates a whole slew of other problems yeah so it can be very emotional a lot of people I get like um particularly women like their spouses don't, don't even know about some of the symptoms yeah. it's just very hush hush which that's gotta be hard yeah you yeah, know there's a lot of spouse no yeah there's a lot of shame right involved and then that yeah. creates a whole other cycle of emotional response which can contribute to the the trauma also right the shame that comes afterwards yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just have found like people think pelvic floor and they immediately think women from my experience oh, and yeah, i'm like no. no men too Sorry, i've actually you guys treated i've treated more men than women yeah. with it yeah it's gotten some really good success with getting people going from wearing seven pads a day to like two within yeah months yeah. not even yeah it changes your life i have this woman that like wakes up 15 times at night to go to the bathroom and i'm like you're not getting your sleep that is a stressor in and of itself and yeah it's just there's so many other factors that the pelvic floor pelvic floor dysfunction can throw into your everyday life so that's kind of why I actually I really like it <laughs> no no absolutely I feel like mm -hmm. it's, it's it's so needed and there's not a lot I think maybe now I, you mentioned social media I think now you start seeing more about more awareness about that but yeah um I, I don't think it's uh it's as uh, people or you know are aware about this and, and mm -hmm. how important it is for no. the right men and women yeah yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm curious about how you guys found your calling to do this kind of work, because you, you, it sounds to me like you guys go just above just physical therapy, you know, when we think of physical <laughs> therapy and just doing these exercises at home that, you know, how did you guys find this calling to, to integrate you know, and have this more of this holistic approach to, yeah. to working with the body? That's I'm just question. always looking, I'm always <laughs> looking for the I want to get someone in and get them out as quickly as possible because I just want you to be able to get back to your life as quickly as possible. And I guess I've had chronic low back pain mm -hmm. stuff for like 10 years. And so that's been a big motivator for me is just also trying to figure out what's going on with myself. And yeah. so, and I think that's a big motivator for a lot of therapists. Honestly, we, we become physical therapists or psychologists because we, we want to know our own psychology, basically. Yeah, absolutely. We're yeah. All, you know, you want to heal. So you go, you, you know, you want to heal your own, sometimes consciously or sometimes unconsciously, right? Yeah. yeah. Journey for a reason. Yeah. Last year, I mean, this last year is what has really just pushed me forward. I think mm -hmm. definitely working all my experiences has, have just led up to this. They've all just added up to giving me the tools to put all of this together. Mm -hmm. um, the trauma center has definitely been huge for, cause it's, they're very ener energetic based there too. So that is what really sparked my interest in the energy medicine mixed with the trauma healing mixed with the physical therapy stuff. And took me a good 
three years to really hone in the the physical therapy, like getting yeah. the specific spots and giving the exercises. But after spending a lot of time with that and seeing just how much progress I've seen in patients this year alone and how drastically reduce the treatment times it became once I combined the emotions, mm -hmm. the psychology with the physiology. Uh, I was just like, why would I ever turn back? Because I, I, I don't need to take all your money. Like I'd, I'd prefer to get you better in five treatments from a 20 year chronic pain and then have you go tell all your friends that you got better that fast at Walls Wellness. So go to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Healing ourselves. Like basically it all stemmed though, from us wanting to figure out what was wrong with I us. Our, <laughs> we're the best motivators for ourselves. Like we've got I, issues too. <laughs> yeah. Like we're, we're not excluded from this. Everybody's, everybody's got stuff and that's, yeah, that's part of the reason why we're here, right. To, to figure it all out. So uncover it. <laughs> Yeah. And it is a process. It's, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I say that a lot. So like, yeah. you're not just going to go to therapy and get better in two weeks. And then life is totally peachy yeah. until the day you die. Like, no, it's, it's a progression. It's always an upward progression, but there it's kind of like the stock market. Linear. I say it's not linear. It doesn't always <laughs> just go straight up. It's up and then you come down a little bit and then it's up. Then There's you come a little down. swirly thing. And then it comes back up. Yeah. Yeah, but always moving forward, right? Moving, moving along this path of healing yep. and recovery. And what do you guys say that there's a um, just a particular pattern that you've noticed when you when you do work with with those that have experienced uh, sexual abuse? And you mentioned sexual abuse earlier, or just mm -hmm. childhood trauma. Have you guys noticed that there's a particular pattern that manifests in the body? Just in gen very general terms, uh, anything that you've noticed that has come up in everybody is unique. That's for sure. Like everybody can put it in a different place, and it totally depends on your individual history, which is why we mm -hmm. spend a good amount of time getting a subjective history. So the first ten to twenty minutes of a treatment sometimes are is just me hearing your story, and then from there, I would say with sexual abuse history, a lot like low back pain low back pain. pelvic floor and sometimes like breathing. like very generalized pain without a reason yeah. like like people will come in and have pain all over but nothing happened like yeah. there wasn't a specific injury they just kind of noticed like insidiously creeping up on them yeah. not everybody but usually when there's something that like can't be explained then you start to wonder maybe they're leaving something out of yeah. their history. And even some, what I have found is like someone who is prone to spraining their ankle. It's, it's, it's always, it's being like a two-year-old. It's why, 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 why? Always mm -hmm. asking why, because there's always a deeper answer to it all. And like, my whys have brought me to emotions mm -hmm. at the root source of it. Uh, Gabor Mate is somebody that I definitely recommend doing some looking into for anybody who's interested in trauma and how it affects your body. There's a great book that he has called When the Body Says No. Uh, and I, I've been reading that. It's, it's incredible. And it really just shows you scientifically how emotions are at the source of Yeah, he's an MD, right? Stuff. Is he a pediatrician? I think he was a I pediatrician. Think, yeah. Now he does a lot more psychology-based stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's definitely one of the leaders in, in the in the trauma. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. World, but you mentioned ankle spring, and you said two year old. What is the relationship there with? Oh, like you you have to act like a two year old in constantly ask oh, why, why, okay. why why because yeah. people will, okay people will give you like just enough information and not really tell you the whole story. So you just have to keep being like. Okay, why why did that happen? Why did this happen? And I do when find did that, that happen? Yeah, a lot of times people will be really focused on an ankle sprain, but my question is, well, why were you susceptible to that ankle sprain? So I'm not gonna focus on, of course, I'm gonna take care of the ankle sprain, but the ankle sprain was a symptom, it was not a cause. And uh it, it's it's finding out what that cause was sometimes the ankle sprain was the cause i don't want to definitely say that but that's, that's that's it right it's just it's just that but no, yeah, you do just step wrong <laughs> yeah but I, I get i um i think what you're saying is that in the process of getting to know someone and, and in that process of working with someone you clinically you you there's an indication that maybe there's something else going on and, and that's exactly. kind of where you go and say, almost well, always there's suffer. something deeper to it and we we focus a lot on the physical pain and don't get me wrong, like the physical pain is not fun to deal with, but I would say that the emotional pain is harder to deal with. And so it's almost easier to have physical pain than address emotional pain. But I've, I've found a way to make it fun. And, <laughs> and it's really, I, I feel like a yeah. most of our patients, they just have a good time. Now, will, sometimes will you feel off for the next day or two? Yes, because you're, you're integrating the work and it's taken years for it to build up. So the fact that we can help facilitate you to get it out of your system within days or weeks is to me mm -hmm. pretty, pretty miraculous. It's good. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what about folks that let's say something happened, you know, when they were growing up, they had, they have trauma, but they're not necessarily dealing with, with pain. There's nothing necessarily pressing, but they understand that the body, you know, holds the trauma. Is that, is that a good, is that a good entryway to start working in the, with physical therapy? Would that be, even if there's nothing going on, you know, maybe yeah. there, cause I think a lot of folks also are, uh, especially with trauma, there's, there can be a lot of uh, people that you just get numbed. You don't feel your body. So Absolutely. You're, you're yeah. you get desensitized to feeling your body. That's part of the coping, you know, does so in, for folks like that how would you what will be the entryway to help them heal knowing that something happened but my body is just not I don't feel anything my body's not giving me any signals per se I always say the body doesn't lie I just start with my standing muscle tests I do very general standing muscle tests and, and see of those systems behind me yeah. what's what's connected and what's not and you push people that's we, always the we entry. push people in different directions to test each one of these kinetic chains they're called so i think i've done it on you where yeah, you push left right front, yeah, yeah. So, you, so i not not verbally or with motion like you know it's like yeah push and then you you test the resistance that i give back right exactly see if i can like knock you over in one way or yeah. the other but like people who maybe don't even have pain, but they might not have pain, but they can be like completely disconnected to, from their body system. So that's a good segue where we can be like, 
yeah, you might not have pain, but like you're susceptible for sure, because your body is just not connected to your mind. And I mean, it can be someone who gets sick really easily, who feels like they're always off balance or they don't have good balance. That to me would be someone who's not really in their body and they're just they're not able to connect with it. Lightheadedness. Lightheadedness. I mean, really, I don't think there's anybody on the planet who wouldn't benefit from this type of work because like I said, we're, we're all, we're all here to figure things out still. We should like, just like you go to a physical for your physician every year, everyone should have a one like PT evaluation yearly, even if you don't have pain, just to make sure like, yeah. Your hips are looking good. Your back is looking good. Do these exercises because it's your physical being, how we move about our day. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times people just have a bunch stored up from 20 years. We'll get through that within a month or two. And then they'll ask like, well, when should I see you next? And first I just say like, when it feels right to you, it's, it's really your choice. It's your body. When you feel like you need it, you're, you probably need it because your mind's having you think that. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I've, I've told them like quarterly checkups or like bi-yearly checkups. I, and feel- I, I appreciate that. I know Cassie, that's kind of how we've been working is more yeah. how I feel. And, and that's my approach to when it comes to working with, with my clients when we're doing therapy is um, I don't really focus on it has to be once a week I mean if depending I mean there's always yeah Yeah. there's there's always exceptions to the rule yeah there's always exceptions but in general I I like to also give the the, our clients uh, or my clients the the choice uh, of them using their intuition and and it can kind of gain into where they're at so and I know that has worked really really well for me but um and I'm going back to what you were mentioning is sometimes you don't necessarily have a condition, but you just, just for maintenance. And I know that's for me, that's kind of how it was. And then, and then through the work that we've done, I've realized that there's certain parts of my body that have actually been turned certain muscles that have actually been turned off. And it's for something, I think uh-huh. last time we were talking about, just, you asked me, do you carry the baby on your left? Because there, you know, you, you send something on my right, which, mm-hmm. you know, so sometimes it, it could be just everyday tasks, you know, like carrying yeah. a baby or, totally. purse. you know, I know my carry my purse on my left also. So, you know, it's just one of those things that you just, it's, it's so interesting, right? And it's part of just building awareness of yourself yeah. and your body. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, definitely a privilege of course not everyone has this opportunity but yeah. um, but for those that that are able to to that have access to through their insurance I know that it's different than the work that you do but physically mm-hmm. you can still help regardless of where they go it can still help them tap into Absolutely. and connect with the body yeah so many sure. people are just not aware of like mu- how muscles are supposed to work what things are supposed to feel like so we're like giving that empowerment back to them be like this is normal or this is what it should feel like and see how you are right now. You're not connected. And then they're like, oh yeah, okay. Now I'm starting to notice this every day in my life. And then it also gives them the opportunity to be like, okay, I do need to go back to Eric or Cassie because now I'm starting to feel a little more off when I felt really grounded before. Yeah. But putting it back, it's not, we do very little work. Like we, we just bring awareness to it, but ultimately it's up to the patient and what they do with that information. Um, but yeah, we like we're educators more so than physical therapists too. like just teaching people what is normal, what is not normal and how you should move and how everything, 
will feel better when you are connected. And what I'll say to, yeah, like this is not traditional physical therapy. So this is, this is not what you're going to get at a insurance-based clinic, but even if you do get into that side of things, which is great because you're working on yourself still. Yep. If it doesn't feel right, don't keep going to that clinic, go to another clinic. Like (laughs) you, you don't have to torture yourself like that it, it you know best so if, if it doesn't feel like a good fit for you find another mm-hmm. find another therapist or ask for another therapist at that studio because maybe it'll it'll guide you to the one that you truly have a good connection with and you can you can learn what you want to learn from them yep and uh you know I want to switch gears a bit because I, this is an area that I know I I um in my work with with physical therapy I was not aware um about the that I wasn't even I wasn't breathing properly and I didn't even know this right Uh, and I and we talked about you know the yoga breath and how people assume that that that's you're you're doing these exercises and you're breathing and and you're doing your breathing exercise but it really isn't right there's more to it and uh, can you you guys explain a little bit more about just or just a brief information or education for the for the, our listeners yeah. what you know just proper breathing you know so to start with something yeah. so basic so many of us including myself <laughs> you, we just don't know how this is what I love about Cassie studying pelvic floor therapy because they really get deep yeah to breathing and pelvic so floor therapy. there's not like I guess I'll start off saying like there's not a wrong way to breathe. There's like an optimal way to breathe. So a lot of people, and I like to show my patients this too, like I'll have them put their hand on their chest and send your breath right here. What do you feel? What do you feel is working? And it's a lot of people will be like my neck and my shoulders. It's like, okay, that is not what we want you to feel when you're breathing. Cause that's just going to create more neck tension, shoulder tension. And then I'll have you bring your hands down to like your lower abdomen and send your breath there. So like traditional belly breathing, so to say, not bad. You don't feel it in your neck now, but let's say you have pelvic floor problems. Well, now you're sending all of your pressure down through your pelvic floor, which can like, which can increase incontinence issues. It can, uh, exacerbate your prolapse symptoms. So it depends on the person, but what we really want is just rib cage expansion laterally, meaning outwardly and backwards. So like if your rib cage is in like an umbrella, when you breathe in your rib cage should expand. Like you were opening an umbrella when you exhale, it should come down. And that's also that kind of breathing pattern is just very important for managing your intra-abdominal pressure. So when you inhale, your diaphragm will go down in order to let your lungs expand. And then your pelvic floor will also descend and create this pressure system in, in your abdomen, which is meant for like protecting you. If you lift something heavy or if you turn the wrong way. So if you are missing one of these pieces, if you're breathing really shallowly, if you're breathing really low, you're messing up that whole pressure system and it can lead to low back problems. You might herniate a disc. It can lead to pelvic floor problems, neck pain. It's like the equator of your body. (laughs) Yeah. So ultimately Uh, there's not, there's not a wrong way to breathe there, but there are better ways to breathe depending on what you're presenting with. Also your breath is, it's like a, 
it's a massage for your organs. Every single breath that you yeah, take you're, in and out, you are moving your organs and if your lymph not, system. If it's not breathing the way that the body was intended to, and if you want to know how to breathe, look at a baby. Most babies breathe perfectly very well. Uh, so mimic a baby. And they also squat very well. I'm very jealous. <laughs> yeah. If, if you've got a lot of organ issues, if you've got liver that's not working for you, you get constipated a lot. You have indigestion issues. Like your breathing breathing's not yeah. doing what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that is another reason to go to a physical therapist. And it's not really a traditional reason. A lot of times people would be like, oh, I have indigestion. Maybe I'll just take a, a Pepsid or something like that. Well, if you're having to take that every single day, you're putting a Band-Aid on a symptom. But also think like most people, we don't sit very well anymore. We sit a lot and we sit very compressed. Yeah. We like clench through our upper abdominals. Our rib cage is very pulled down. We can't even get a good breath with the way that we usually sit. So it's just good to practice, like literally laying on the floor and expanding, feeling it. It's, it's very powerful. Breath is breath also, uh, can directly affect your nervous system, which I give to people who come in with a lot of chronic pain and I kind of just need to relax them. So it, a deep inhale will actually stimulate your sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight, but a long exhale will stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest, which is the one that will make you feel like you just want to lay down and watch a movie and not anxious and no stress. So I do teach different patterns that way too, to focus more on a longer exhale, just to downregulate your nervous system. And once you learn breath, it's an ongoing process for your life. You, you don't just learn it and practice it for three months and, yeah. and then you never come back to it again. It's, it's something you have to be conscious of. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm still, you know, practicing that because, you know, I, I've learned that as much yoga as I've done and I, you know, it, I'm still not, um, it's not an automatic, you know, I, I that b- b- baby breathing that you describe is, yeah like we all should be breathing that's not that's not something i'm 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 there yet you know i'm, I'm no nope. <laughs> yeah it's it's but it's i think the the important the important part of it is even if you're not there but the awareness and the the to set the intention to want to get there and to the and that's what helps you know, for you to catch yourself right oh, okay i'm not breathing well and to take a deep breath and you know so i think it's mm-hmm. that seed right of, of awareness yeah, yep. if there's one thing that I noticed, like everybody, myself included, is not doing a good enough job, it's being aware of our bodies. We're not being aware of our bodies. Our minds are telling us, oh, we're fine, or oh, it's just a pain. But the body is screaming. It's screaming at us. It's like, no, I want to work on this. <laughs> I want to work on this. Help me. And uh, this, is, this is what I've found our system is really good at identifying and, and bringing to the surface for people who just haven't fully been aware of it and it, and it brings it to their attention so that they can be aware of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I've noticed there's a lot of interest in learning about the vagus nerve is the breath can deep breathing or just proper breathing or optimal yeah. breathing. I think you said, can that help the vagus nerve? Is that something that can have a direct 
connection to, to yep limp, no. working on the lymph system yeah the vagus the nerve is the is like the rest and digest nerve the one that like stimulates your digestive organs so that's it is part of the parasympathetic nervous system and the one that calms everything down so it's very important sounds can actually uh stimulate it perry nicholson really good guy to follow stop chasing pain on instagram mm -hmm. uh he does a lot of work with the vagus nerve with the lymph system and he's got a a video it's he calls it his vagus mojo or something like that and he does boo ah, ee, and he's like hitting his cheeks and stuff like that it's all stuff that you can do to actually stimulate that vagus nerve and yep. get that digest system to kick in basically yeah. get you away from trauma from the trauma response because that's what the fight or flight system or freeze i should say fight flight mm -hmm. or freeze we can do all three of those mm -hmm. and uh, submit that's another one yeah yep. shutting down right to just um yeah yeah yep. i had somebody ask me why do i like shiver in in my bed when i'm laying down at night and just thinking and i'm like well it sounds like you're a freezer it sounds <laughs> like like that's just your trauma response is freezing yeah, that's so interesting so it's so at night when she's when they are sorry when they are ready to go to sleep they start shaking is that what they yeah, yeah. or it's like their weird. tongue will quiver it's the, almost like their body is coming out from that freeze response right and start, because that's i know that's what happens you know you start shaking after yeah right yeah exactly and some people just get freaked out by that because they don't they don't know why it's happening but once again, if you if you empower somebody with the knowledge of like, no, this is okay, this is this is part of the whole response. Well, then we can take a step back and just be like, oh, okay, like I'm just gonna kind of sit in this for right now and let it take its course instead of, you know, be worried that I'm having a seizure or I need to go to mm -hmm. the emergency room or something like that. No, absolutely, and, and and just talking to your to yourself, your self talk, talking to your body, those messages are being received even though it's you talking to yourself and, and soothing your, your words but your body is receiving that in that moment yeah it's very powerful i know when um because i you know i when i had my baby i had a c-section and after you know soon after that that was done i started shaking and I, and I knew what was happening uh i knew that it was just a response to going through this trauma that my body yeah. was going through and of course i was still numb but i was just shaking and that's what i did in that moment i, I don't I, you know in that moment that's i just started talking to my body and i just started kind of send, telling about it's okay you're safe we're here you know holding my my husband's hand and it's just kind of soothing even though mentally of course i knew it was safe but my body was responding right to that trauma so <laughs> talking to the body like if you were talking to a baby that's kind of how i like to to explain it it's like your body just responds you know that it doesn't understand logic it just responds to the environment and yeah. being you know what it's being given yeah in terms of surgical said. procedures i think c-section is probably one of the most traumatic procedures to possibly happen they they lay you down on a the table they numb your lower half and then they cut you open and kind of you're sitting there like you know you have, you have no way to defend yourself and then you're a mom <laughs> the next day yeah, boom <laughs> Later, your baby's here it's like it's a yeah. complete trauma response and like yep i'd i'd be like i'd be a little weirded out if you didn't have a trauma response to that. <laughs> absolutely and and cassie one thing that you said initially is mm -hmm. that it's 
the you know the, the one thing that there's no rehab protocol for I mean that's just yes I saw this on Instagram and it just made me so mad it's don't quote me like 31 almost 32 percent of pregnancies end up in a c-section and yeah yeah so it makes it one of the I said the second most common surgery in the U.S. but People will go to their doctor and be like, I have low back pain. Okay, here's an order for physical therapy. Oh, I got a meniscus repair. Here's an order for physical therapy. Oh, I cut through seven layers of your skin, fascia, organs. You're fine in six weeks with one postpartum checkup. You're good to go. (laughs) What? check I mean I I mean I had a baby during the pandemic it's like I didn't even get checked you know it's like I know I know it's crazy yeah and women will come in 20 years later and say I've had low back pain for the last 15 years and one of my first questions is well did you you have have a (laughs) c-section and I'm gonna go right to that scar because that scar tissue has been basically working for your abdominals ever since the day it, it happened a lot of times even like 20 years later they haven't touched their C-section scar and it's still a little numb and it's like puckered and it's really stuck. And you can like feel the scar tissue, like extending out from the scar itself. And if your scar does not lay flat on your skin and glide like the rest of your skin, it needs work. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Very frustrating from a medical perspective because it's something that something that I will continue to advocate for, which is also why I'm going down the doula route. Cause I'm like, cool. I'm going to approach it from perinatal prenatal all the way through postpartum and get that whole group of people educated. So they know what to expect. And they know that I can help you even after you've had your baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's never too late, right? I mean, for healing, no. or whether it's postpartum or trauma, whatever it is, nothing through the body you can all you can start wherever you're at it's you know it yeah it's been 20 years 40 years the body yeah. holds that for you right and it just kind yep. of like it's just waiting for you to tap into that and yep it's just, like it's just waiting to release it you know it wants, <laughs> it wants it it's begging for it i've treated my one-year-old nephew and i've treated a 101 year old lady it's literally full spectrum there's no there's no limit. also just like meeting people where they are at because some people are just not ready yeah to dive into this like deep, the emotions the stuff, deep so. emotional rooted traumas so like just showing them maybe the color system or the energy system and like oh when you think the color red all of a sudden all of your muscles go really strong that's interesting and just kind of leave it at that and plant the seed has been helpful that's been that's probably been my biggest challenge this year is, is really realizing what the root source of the issues is, but also knowing that some people aren't ready to get to that right on the first treatment. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is something that you need to work up to because if you just go right to it, their body and their mind does not understand what happened. And it, it almost doesn't believe that it could have happened. So it's like too good to be true. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, too good to be true. And too, it could be too much too, too soon, which can also be very hard for the nervous system to process these big emotions. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so very gentle. It sounds like you, you, you take yeah. it very, um, just very gentle and you start where they're at, where, where you're, yep. yeah. 
the, the patient controls the pace. Yeah, it's, it's not the other way around. Yeah, it's not about us. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and, and do you do you guys at, at some point, I mean, I, I know, Eric, you mentioned that you work at, at a trauma center, but in general, do you guys tend, especially when you're working with the emotions and the body, do you work alongside with therapists or traditional mental health therapists? Yeah. yeah. So what's been cool for me so far is like a lot of the clientele that I'm attracting, it, they already are working with a therapist. And so I'll kind of just give them psychological homework afterwards. I'll be like, I, whatever we discovered, whatever your body showed both of us in this treatment session, like this is what your body is telling me you want to address with your, with your psychologist. And it really just opens up the door yeah. for conversations that sometimes haven't been had or it just hasn't been focused on enough because what I find with this work is it's, it, it's right there. Like your body shows exactly what it wants to work on. And so maybe you have a history of sexual abuse, but like the, what your body is actually showing is it's the relationship you had with your father or your mother related to some energy center. And so yeah. it's like, oh, well, yeah, that was there, but I was so focused on this really traumatic event that I thought it was that. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, I had somebody a couple of weeks ago, they were like, well, I had somebody hold a gun to my head 20 years ago. And I was like, well, what's that scar from over your eye? They're like, oh yeah, I fell off of a horse when I was like eight years old and the horse fell on me. And I was like, well, that, so you almost died when you were eight. Like really, I'm, I'm more focused on what happened when you were eight versus what what happened there because we 20. because that was the initial trauma that caused the cascade event and as bad as it is to get a gun held to your head your body's saying that isn't the true thing that's actually triggering it but at the trauma center there's like somatic experiencing therapists yeah. there's psychologists there's yoga instructors mfts there's we do brain spotting emdr so yeah, yeah definitely have it's like a I, well, I a psychological of, wellness center i say a lot of times to patients i'm like my team is stacked i <laughs> i have a lot of people that i've met throughout the years that i i know who to refer to basically and it's it's yeah. really awesome because we can support each other and we can create this yeah true healing community we're not the end-all be-all and we don't want to be either because no that doesn't do help all. anyone <laughs> no one can do it all you shouldn't rely on one person for all of your healing yep yeah absolutely and that's one of the reasons why i even you know this podcast is inner healing paths because i firmly believe there's so many paths that can lead to healing and for most folks especially with those with trauma it takes it takes a little bit of everything or a lot of one thing and then a little bit of something you know it's just but it is a combination. It is a holistic approach. It's not just therapy or mental health treatment is, you know, doing things like this. It could nutrition, right? Physical activity. You mentioned yep. and, uh, working with your family dynamics and establishing bound, healthy boundary. You know, so it's a lot, it, it takes a lot, but a lot. Um, it, it you know, starting with wherever I, I always tell the, the folks I work with is just start with what seems to come natural to you in this at this moment in your life. So if right now you want to start with losing weight, then do that, right? Focus on your health or losing weight and nutrition. Yep. What, and, and then what I've noticed is that little by little, when you start healing in one way, 
then the other the other areas just kind of unfold, right? You start realizing, oh, well, let me let me let me talk to a therapist about this, and suddenly you start building awareness about something that uh-huh. you connected the dots with before. So that's kind of how I see healing, right? It's just a, it's just like just peeling the onion, just layers, right? That you go through. Totally. And I do find that a lot of times the opportunities will present themselves. So like you might be introduced. You, you might have a friend that's like I just saw this therapist you really need to go see them and like I, I'm starting to just take a step back for myself and be like okay why is this coming up in my life right now do I need to follow this path mm-hmm. and it's literally just letting life give you the answers instead of forcing it a lot of times a lot of times we're like well this is what uh, I learned growing up. So like, I need to go down this path, but maybe that's not what your body actually wants to do, even though, you know, you heard it a lot as a kid or something like that. Yeah. Just seeing people that come to your life or share different messages as opportunities or, or, um, just signs, right. From, you from the universe that, Hey, maybe this is something. Follow them. Follow them. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause like, as soon as we started getting into the energy kind of, spiritual healing I swear like every single one of my patients like was involved with it somehow I'm like what is going on this is a sign (laughs) yeah it it really gets you into a whole different community and I do I do feel like we just attract a completely different crowd at this point and we we really don't market for ourselves it's just word of mouth and I think that's the best way to do it because you you trust who you know and and those people are the ones that are going to guide you to uh others that are going to other good things help you yeah mm-hmm. absolutely well i want to thank you too for your time and for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom with with me and our listeners thank Anytime. you so much. Really, yeah for those that want to know this huh? oh, and I'm, i want to say uh, yeah i hate the word trauma it's so scary. I don't like that word. I think it needs to be changed. Uh, because quite honestly, my, my findings is everyone has trauma and it can, it can be your mom not listening to you or it can be being held up at gunpoint in an alleyway. It, there's a, a wide range and comparing your traumas to other people's traumas is not a good yeah, idea. Absolutely. Not a good idea. Like, we are we all have our own stuff to deal with and our nervous system responds very differently to the same event right each each person responds so different so yeah absolutely so if folks want to you learn more about the work that you do and and connect with you how can they find you uh our business is called walls wellness so on instagram we're at walls wellness or wallswellness.com with a z with a Z. Oh yeah. W-A-L-Z as in zebra wellness. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes for, so they can, I'll put the link so they can. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. We're in Burbank. Yep. For anyone um, local, but yeah. come check us out. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much. And thank you. Back again soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you found it healing and nourishing to your mind and soul. If there's a friend that you think would benefit from listening to this information, please share it. Share about our podcast. If you feel called to, please leave us a review as this really, really helps boost our presence here in Apple Podcasts and it makes it easier for others to find us. 
to stay up to date on new episode releases and special events and projects that I'm working on, you can follow us on Instagram at Inner Healing Paths Podcast. And you can subscribe to my newsletter by going to my website, which is rosashettylcsw.com. And I will include this information and links in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to sharing with you again next time.